You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Bryson, and I'm the internship director here at Hungry Gen. I want to personally invite you to join us this year for our internship program. We have one in the summer for teens ages 14 to 18, and one in the fall for young adults. If you want to learn how to be used by God in a miraculous way, then I encourage you to check us out on our website, hungrygen.com slash internship and sign up today. Thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy the message. Last year, we had a chance to be in Israel, visit Israel. It was a lifetime experience. And um, I found out that there's three tombs where Jesus rose from the dead from. There's three places where they claim Jesus rose from the dead. The crazy part is that they still can't figure out which tomb he rose from the dead from, but all three are empty. There's a picture, uh, if you can post the next picture. There's a picture, this is our team and this, we, we, this is in front of one tomb that was empty. And I found out why it was empty, because Jesus was actually hanging out the next door. <laughs> Talking to one of the guys and stuff. So, and um, we believe that Jesus is risen. We believe that when he died, he defeated death. But he, when he died, he defeated sin, I'm sorry. And when he rose, he defeated death amen death is the strongest enemy that nobody has been able to defeat and Jesus Christ he died by his death he defeated our sin and by his resurrection he defeated the strongest the oldest and the most powerful enemy that everybody's been fighting against and everybody is not succeeding at against and Jesus we believe de defeated that death amen come on somebody let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ the resurrection of Jesus Christ teaches us three things the first one the event of resurrection. The event of resurrection teaches us that God raised Jesus from the dead to prove that Jesus is not just a teacher. He's not just a good man. Jesus is not just another religious leader. Jesus is who he said he was. Amen. Buddha never claimed to be God. Muhammad never claimed to be God. And Jesus claimed to be God and God put an exclamation mark on that claim by raising him from the dead and therefore we have assurance today that our faith is not blind Paul says if Jesus wouldn't rise from the dead our faith is futile it means we're believing in fairy tales and we know that disciples of Jesus Christ would never give their life for something they knew wouldn't be true now you can start an organization, you can start a religion, you can do anything that's not true as long as it makes you famous, rich or it makes you money. But the moment it begins to cost your life, cost your job and cost your family and you know it's not true, everybody's gonna opt out. Nobody would die for what they doubt. And first Christianity, first Christians would die generation after generation. And it's not because of Christianity made him popular or rich. Actually being a Christian man, you're going to lose your faith. You're going to lose, excuse me, you're going to lose your life. You're going to lose your family. And they gave their life for something they knew to be true. Christianity is not based on the book. It's based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the book documents that resurrection. The early Christians did not have a New Testament but they had an event that they based their faith on it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ they didn't base their faith on the book sometimes you know in my generation the millennial generation the young generation say there's problems in the Bible there's mistakes in the Bible therefore I don't believe in God 
now let's for a moment assume there are mistakes in the bible i don't believe so but let's assume there are mistakes in the bible okay that doesn't disprove my faith at all just like if you would find a mistake in my birth certificate it doesn't disprove my existence my faith is based on an event that 2000 years ago jesus christ died like a criminal three days later he rose from the dead people witnessed it over 500 people who didn't believe for him to rise from the dead they didn't expect for him to rise from the dead nobody expected that but he did it changed the world and it changes my life and this book documents it and if you find a mistake in this book which scholars haven't yet but let's say you do you become the first smartest person you find a mistake in this book you only prove the fact that it doesn't change anything in my faith because it's not based just on the book it's based on the event that this book documents and number two what the resurrection of Jesus Christ shows to us is and the resurrection of Jesus is an example an example what I mean by example is that Jesus is the first one who rose from the dead and we are going to be risen from the dead just like Jesus come on so Jesus's resurrection is a pattern of our resurrection we are not our, our life doesn't end and our death we will eventually be raised from the dead just like Christ he is the first who got raised from the dead but we will be raised also from the dead we will have glorious bodies we will have new bodies where there is no love handles there is no fear of calories you don't need to do ab workout you don't need to stay away from this food and that food and watch your sugar intake you will be able to drink condensed milk like water and without side effects i just want to give god a praise right now for my new resurrected body that's gonna happen in jesus name amen amen if there is no other reason that you should go to heaven that should be probably a good reason that you should never follow the devil and only follow god and go to heaven for number three resurrection is an experience an experience one of the seven I am's in the gospel of John is Jesus saying you know I am bread of life I am the true vine Jesus saying I am life but then he says in John chapter 10 he says I am resurrection and life Martha and Mary were expecting that their brother would get raised one day you know when everybody's everybody gonna be resurrected from the dead Lazarus will be raised from the dead and Jesus says resurrection is not just an event it's not just an example he says resurrection is a person and that person is Jesus Christ that means that you don't have to wait until you die physically to experience resurrection when you have things that died in your life today maybe things in marriage maybe things in your finances you can experience that resurrection today when you experience Jesus Christ that's why we believe in healing because resurrection is something Jesus continues to do by resurrecting our health resurrecting our dreams resurrecting our relationships resurrecting our peace resurrecting our sanity resurrecting our ability to make good decisions resurrecting our freedom from drugs or substance abuses God is the God of resurrection and resurrection today come on somebody amen let's put our hands together for Jesus but there can be no resurrection if there is no death and there can be no death if there was no sin the only reason why Jesus was raised from the dead was because first he died 
and the reason why Jesus died is because Jesus had sin of humanity placed on him sin brings death sin brings death in Romans chapter 6 verse 23 the verse that we all are acquainted with it says this the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is the eternal life I want you to see that God's gift to us is not religion God's gift to humanity is not invention of Christianity because you can meet Christianity and not find life a lot of churches that you go into they're dead that's why God didn't come to give us a church first he came to give us life and that's why as the church we focus on life eternal life life on earth is good but eternal life is better God's gift is life but I want to pause on that first the wages of sin is death sin is the cause of the evil in this world sin is the cause why people kill each other not guns first murder happened on the earth without a gun it happened with a stone the problem is not guns should we have better laws for guns I agree with you 100% should we not allow certain people to have guns I'm the first person I don't own the gun don't shoot guns but I'm all for that but that's not the real problem the problem in humanity and the problem in America today is not a gun issue the biggest issue is a sin issue because you can remove all the guns people will kill each other with stones you can remove all the stones people will kill each other with forks you can remove all the forks evil will find a way to do evil and you can't put a law on evil the only thing that you can do with evil is you can remove it from a person through repentance and through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ sin is responsible for the demise in our society sin is responsible why people die earlier than should sin is responsible why dreams crush sin is responsible why people's marriages are falling apart we can blame it on irreconcilable differences but at the root of it is a selfish desire to do what I want and only me myself and I sin is responsible why there's a lot of fights in the families sin is responsible why your kids don't obey you sin is responsible why your spouse is always angry or watching porn sin is the cause and sin is something that is so easy to see in other people we have 20-20 vision when it comes to seeing sin in other people and then seeing it within ourselves we go legally blind <laughs> obvious Planned Parenthood goes on saying we need to save our children and killing babies we save dolphins in Florida and murder babies why because it's a human thing to sin people to see sin in other people and be blind when it comes to sin in ourselves and I'm not judging Planned Parenthood, I'm not judging those people. I'm looking right now as an example that we are all like that. We see sin in everybody except ourselves. Because when it comes to ourselves, we don't call it sin, we call it mistake. A weakness. A mistake is if I'm trying to send you an emoji, a smile face, and by mistake I send you a different emoji. That's a mistake. But when you cheat on your spouse, when you live in arrogance and pride, that's not a mistake. That's a disobedience to God weakness is if I go to the gym and I can't lift three plates on the bench that's a weakness weakness is not if I drink myself to sleep every single day that's not a weakness that's a choice and that's disobedience and that's sin 
the Bible says wages of sin so not only sin destroys the society not only sin is something we see in other people not only sin is but something destroys us as well and the Bible says the consequences of that the wages of sin is death the wages of sin so sin is work how many of you know you don't get wages if you don't work did you know why God is going to send sinners to hell because they worked for it what would happen if your boss wouldn't give you a paycheck on Friday would you call him would you call him a good boss or would you be calling LNI and your lawyers you will be calling HR if the boss does not give you wages after you work so hard and putting in extra hours you don't think he's fair you think he's mean why is that we think God is mean when he sends people to hell I actually think he will be mean if he does it wages of sin means sin is work and most of us who live in sin we put in extra overtime hours on the weekends we make sure we don't miss the club we make sure that we we sleep around we make sure that on the weekends we put in extra hours then when we die God comes in and we will stand in front of God and God will give us wages and the wages is lake of fire and you will say that's not fair and God says if you don't want hell why did you work so hard for it What in hell do you want that you work so hard for it? Before I got married, I had during the times of MySpace, and you can search what MySpace was. It's, it's this new thing that was going on at that time. I was on MySpace and there was this person who was commenting and leaving a comment how they want to come back to church. I was on my way to Kenwick to one of our leaders' homes on the Blue Bridge and I was distracted from driving and I was so in uh, fixed on the text message on the text on the comment on MySpace I did not notice that the car in front of me started to stop and I slammed into the car in front of me the car got totaled right away the the frame got bent my car got destroyed uh, the bumper uh, you know got really hit and not only my mistake and my sin and breaking the law a few things happened I want you to see that I broke the law I didn't like climb on the law and broke it I didn't go into the Washington state or the Washington department and broke all the books of the law. No, I actually broke the law and the law broke me. It affected my bumper. It affected the person in front of me. And on the top of that, not only my insurance goes up, not only I destroy or I, I affect somebody's car through my sin, I affect my car, but there was a police officer that came. And you think he would be sympathetic that my sin has already caused enough damage. And he would say, you know what, since you already suffer so much, you just go. No, the police officer asked me what happened to you. And I said, well, sir, I just was, you know, and I was trying to say not, that I was not on my space because I was afraid of the penalty. So I tried to kind of water it down. I said, I was, I was distracted. <laughs> he said, great, $550 ticket for negligent driving. I said, man, I should have said I was on my space. <laughs> Maybe it would have been smaller. <laughs> gives me $550 ticket not only I devastated my car I ruined my insurance I devastated somebody else's car but a law came in and it gave me what I deserved the problem with sin is not only it destroys you 
people around you is that holy God is obligated to give you a ticket and you may say but I want him to give me mercy if he gives you mercy he stops being holy and if he stops being holy he stops being God and that will never happen holy God and this is where some of us we grew up with this view God is angry but I want to decode it to you it's not that God is God and he doesn't stop being God to be nice to people who live in sin that's what a problem I have with Islam religion I love Muslim people but their idea of God is completely doesn't make sense because if Allah is holy and he doesn't change that means every Muslim person who will die will never enter the paradise because he will have to send them to hell but if Allah will send some people to heaven that means he stops being holy if he stops being God holy he stops being God he's just a fabrication in Christianity we didn't make up God God made us and he reveals himself to us and says I am holy and he says that I will punish sin because I'm holy and he says it's not that I hate you it's that I do not stop being God for you if Jesus if Jesus had sin on him and God did not st stop being God for Jesus who had sin on him and God rejected Jesus and poured wrath of his on Jesus even though that was his son can I tell you something on the last day God is not gonna treat you differently than he treated Jesus so what do you do what do you do today what do you do if you're working for the devil you're putting in extra hours and you're realizing your life is great now but it's falling apart perhaps and then the paycheck is coming and this paycheck is something that you don't want to you don't want to face I have you one word resign today Bible calls it repentance my word for it is resignation it's coming to the life of sin to the devil and saying I give you two second resignation you know at work you give two week resignation don't give devil two weeks you say i give you two minutes resignation by the end of the service devil i'm pulling out my papers keep the paycheck i am not staying with you no more why i'm leaving the job of sinning i'm leaving the job of smoking i'm leaving the job of drinking i'm leaving the job of living pride i'm leaving the job of living arrogant i'm leaving the job of living lazy i'm leaving the job of being religious i'm leaving the job of sin i'm turning my back toward the devil and my family toward God and I'm following Jesus Christ what if all of this is wrong if God doesn't exist I lost nothing if God does I lose eternity I'm not gonna make those bets some of you say what if I try God and nothing works out don't worry devil will take you back I don't try God I trust God we don't try God like pair of shoes we trust in God Come on somebody what happens when you resign when you say Lord I quit Lord I give up Lord forgive me this is what happens after that God gives you a gift of salvation and forgiveness this forgiveness is free for you it doesn't come free for God many people treat forgiveness as like a it's like this raffle tickets that God just gives away to anybody and you can do whatever you want with it we don't understand sometimes that God's holiness here was at stake and God gave his son to give you this free gift of forgiveness 
when you're married and God forbid this ever happens in your marriage and one spouse is unfaithful to another and the other spouse who's the victim or who who's been hurt against finally forgives you you don't say oh awesome my spouse is so great they forgive me now I can go cheat again if you think like that it's because you have no brains right here literally you something's wrong with your head nobody in the right mind will ever think like that when you've been forgiven of something so hurtful and so painful after that like man I never want to do that again why because I know how much it cost them to forgive me there was a story that helps me to always understand the grace and the gospel and that story is when the one tribe man had this huge tribe and he made a hundred rules for his tribe people and he says that if they break one of the rules they will get 100 lashes on their bare back you know with these uh, with this uh, with these lashes and so for a few days everything was fine until one day a kid broke the rule he stole something from someone and they discovered that that kid was the tribe leader's son so everybody was now perplexed on what is he going to do is he going to bend the whole rule you know that he's going to punish people who break the law or is he going to actually punish his son and his son might actually die in their ordeal so the tribe leader gathered the whole tribe and he says we are going to give 100 lashes to my son they said wow well that's he's not going to make it what kind of a father are you that you're going to hurt your son like that they tied up his son and before they start doing lashes the father who created these rules he came and he covered the back of his son and he said let's begin in this way he upheld the law and he was good on the cross God upheld the law but he also stretched his hand and gave his love that's where the holiness and the love of God intersected God remained holy and loving to you at the same time Through forgiveness, by forgiveness I am free from my sin. Through forgiveness God forgives me of my sin. But forgiveness unlike a police officer who might forgive me my transgression. Police officer doesn't send someone to repair my bumper. But God not only He forgives you your transgression and says I will take that on myself. He says I'm going to also send the Holy Spirit to help you repair the bumper to repair your character to repair your soul from the abuse that you've experienced as growing up the Holy Spirit comes to live in us when we become Christians and the Holy Spirit doesn't live in us to make us better than your friends he makes us better than ourselves when the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me he didn't make me better than anyone he made me better than me he made me different than I used to be when I was shy, I became fearless. When I struggled, I became victorious. When I was surviving, I started to thrive. Not only God forgives you, but God sends the Holy Spirit and He says He will help you with the damages. He will help you to restore you and to make you better than you. Maybe you've never been a day without drinking. He says, I'll make you better than that. Maybe you never knew a day without emotional pain. He says, I'll make you better than that. Maybe you never knew a future that's full of hope and optimism. He says, I'll make you better than that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit comes in us to repair the damage sin has made. And when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, He doesn't just come to repair the damage in us. He comes to repair the damage around us. And as He changes us, we make a difference on the world. Come on somebody. Are you with me church?
in John chapter 12 verse 24 Jesus was saying that unless a grain seed falls into the ground it remains alone but if it falls into the ground and dies it will bear much fruit much fruit see what happens is that when you become a Christian you will still be dealing with consequences of your past life perhaps or maybe the consequences of people's bad decisions that affect you maybe you're dealing with generational curses or you're, you're dealing with things that are being passed on through your genes the fact that people in the family do particular things and now it's affecting you the fact that maybe you never got nurtured in your family whatever that you are facing in right now I have a positive and I have a good news for you the spirit of the living God comes to live in you and you become a grain and the grain the Bible says Jesus spoke of himself he says that when I'm gonna go into the grave I'm not going into the grave as a corpse I'm going into the grave as a grain the grain planting and burial look the same to the to the to the human eye because both are going into the ground and it seems like both are not coming back up the only difference is that corpse has no life when the grain goes into the ground though it's small though it has no weaponry by which it will come out of the ground though it has no connection and reception with the outside world to help them dig it out it goes into the ground where there is darkness where there is dirt and people step on it and it feels all alone and it feels darkness around and probably the grain deserved to be there but there is one thing the grain has that the grain took with itself into that dirt it's called life you know what that life does with that small tiny grain is it kicks in and when that life kicks in that small grain without connections and without weaponry or special skills pushes through the ground it finds a crack in the asphalt and it comes out not as a grain but as a plant I want to tell you something right now it might feel like you're being buried you're actually planted you might deserve everything that you are facing right now and you may say I deserve that but when you accept Jesus Christ you accept life of the Holy Spirit inside he will not let you stay in the crown you will say but I have no connections I don't have the education I don't have what I need to have that my friends have you have the Holy Ghost he created the world he will pull you out But the doctor report says I have six months to live you have the life they gave Jesus life when he was in the grave living inside of you you can choose to activate it by expectation or you can choose to surrender and give up your circumstances my message to you today Jesus paid on the cross for all of your sin whatever consequences of the sins you are facing today don't just accept it rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to pull you out and don't expect a funeral expect the harvest come on somebody hallelujah I want you to rise to your feet I want you to say with me say I am planted say I am not buried say it may look like I'm not gonna come out of this but touch your neighbor say I'm coming out of this touch your neighbor and say I'm not gonna stay here in Jesus mighty name before we pray for breakthrough and healing we, we're gonna believe that the Lord by his Holy Spirit is going to heal people today and bring freedom to those people who are looking for that 
but I want to have a first prayer right now of repentance all of us those of us who are believers to to turn our way to turn our life away from sin because that's what resurrection is I know I preached hard on sin because I can't give a medicine for people who don't understand their diagnosis I want you to raise your hands right now just begin to come to the Lord and say Lord have mercy on me Lord forgive me of all my sin wash me with your precious blood for those of you who've been on the payroll of the devil I want you to right now to resign I want you to pray the prayer right there say Lord I resign you can come to the devil and say devil I quit I resign alcoholism I resign cheating I resign lying I resign practical atheism I resign living in disbelief and pride I resign living in fear I resign living in worry and anxiety I resign living in jealousy and laziness I resign living in witchcraft and occultism I resign relying on everything but God I resign putting my flesh as my foundation I resign I quit the life of sin. I quit the life of following the devil. I quit the life of following sexually immoral desires. I quit that today. I walk out. Devil, I give you my two-minute resignation. I am done with that life. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, every voice lifted right now. Just begin to resign. Begin to resign whatever that's holding you back. Whatever that's still, even as a Christian, that's holding you trapped right now. Begin to resign. If it's pornography, say pornography, I resign from you. If it's if it's just social drinking, say I resign from you right now. If it's addiction to drugs and weed, say I resign that right now in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, begin to resign from it right now in Jesus' name. Jesus mighty name. We begin to put a resignation notice to our past life of sin, to past life of lust, of greed, of lying, of cheating, of stealing, of drunkenness, of smoking, of being arrogant, of being prideful. We reject you. Right now we reject you. We begin to resignate every lifestyle of immoral immorality, every lifestyle of lying, of cheating, of stealing in the name of Jesus. We say no to you devil. We say no to your paycheck. We say no to everything that you've given us. You're nasty and, and, and arrogant pride in the name of Jesus. We begin to put it aside. We begin to reject it from our lives, from our destinies. We put a rejection order in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We thank you Father. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're in this room right now I want to invite you to make Jesus the Lord of your life if you pray that prayer right now maybe it's been first time the prayer of resignation the prayer of surrendering your life to Jesus I would like you to make it public right now I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand if you're watching us on live stream right now there will be an opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus right there in your screen if you want away from God if you are on a payroll with the devil and maybe you walked away from Jesus today is the day of salvation I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand, put the devil to shame and give your life to Christ today. One, two, three. Let's raise those hands. If you're saying, you know, I need to give my life. I see hands going all around in this room. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord is waiting on you. The Lord is calling you right now. The Lord wants you to come to Him right now and forgive you of all your sin and give you a new life. As the worship team will sing right now, I'm going to ask you to do something that's bold. I'm going to ask you to drop those submission papers right now at the front by coming to the front and our team will pray with you. If you need to give your life to Jesus today, as the worship team is singing, just come. Make your way to the front. We will minister to you right now. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed and we'll see you next week.